What's up, guys? My name is Austin Grozier. And I'm Logan Marr. And we are the Doughboys Podcast, coming out here today, end part of September. Uh, we're sitting down here today, we're going to be talking about business trips. Uh, kind of rolled out in one way and has taken a different different course with their company and how we as a small business with not much money can manage them and why exactly we take them. Uh, both Logan and myself just got back from one, so we sat down and agreed that it seemed like a, a good talking point for tonight as we hopefully begin to dive into a, some more niche, some more specific topics that we talk about. So, um, business trip, obviously, is pretty, rather straightforward. We live up in northern Michigan, a place called Traverse City, and uh, spend a lot of time on the road. Uh, we manufacture a safe-to-eat-raw cookie dough, and uh, it's, a, it's a product we sell in retail that then customers buy from the stores. Um, how we first started the company out, we still focus heavily on what Logan just got back from, as we actually go into stores and do demos. So a demo is we walk into a store and you see somebody with a little lady or a young guy or whatever else stamping on a product like ice cream or cookie dough or chocolate milk or whatever, pizza. And that is one of the best ways to sell a product. Uh, you present a face to the company. Uh, you get to sample out products. You get to shake hands. We call it shaking hands, kissing babies. And uh, you get to build that brand one day, one customer at a time. So Logan just got back from a 12-day? 13-day, actually. 13-day uh, demo trip. And where'd you go? Well, uh, started off actually a little outside of Grand Rapids. Um, also went to Detroit after that. Did some work in Ann Arbor as well. Also went over to Jackson. So I kind of zigzagged my way across down the state. So all, then, all of southern Michigan? Well, actually after that, moved up into um, Wisconsin a little bit. Was over in Milwaukee for quite a few days. And then up then into Mayville, Wisconsin then. Came back all the way back around, went straight from Mayville back to Detroit because we had a uh, little bit of a meeting with one of our distributors going on. So went ahead and did that. Came back, had one night to myself. Back to Traverse City. Yep, came back to Traverse City. How far of a drive is that from Detroit to Traverse? Ah, uh, that was that was about. Actually, I think from where I was staying, it was exactly four hours. Great. So definitely quite a drive there. And then actually. Had one night to myself, drove all the way back down there for a single um, demo in a small, oh, what was it? It was a high school, actually. They were doing a tasting festival. Handed out, I think it was eight pints worth of samples during that. And drove, so I drove from Traverse City, Detroit, got down there around four o'clock, left around noon, and got back that went from five until about 10 well nine actually is when everybody was all all done so I left about 9 45 and then really got back around 2 a.m was so tired by the time I finally got back ended up just crashing in my car in the parking lot of our uh, our kitchen and it then what happened yeah yeah woke up put all the stuff away and then drove home and then just crashed for like five or six hours at that point. Good, brother. Sounds like you need it. So what, three days you drove, or excuse me, 13 days you drove, what, through three states? How many miles did you get down? Well, uh, overall, probably got somewhere around 3,000 miles in total on my car or something awesome, like that. Man. That's so. awesome. Well, and we certainly appreciate that. Uh, myself and Katie, we just got back from, uh, we, we took a trip out east to Baltimore. Um, kind of a different, this is kind of a first for us. It wasn't so much a, a specific selling event. Uh, it's, it's an event called Expo East, and it's a large natural food show. And uh, it's 
uh, we didn't have a booth there this year. It's quite unfortunately cost ineffective to do so, especially for a small startup. It cost about six grand or so to do so. So Katie and myself went out there. It was uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then the day before that, Wednesday, was nothing but classes. And every day had a ton of classes, a huge networking events, you know, social things afterward. And we pushed it. We were gone from the hotel 14, 15 hours a day, just shaking hands, handing out cards, giving out samples when we could. You know, it's kind of against the rules there because, you know, I'm a booth. And uh, <clears throat> networking with people. Um, it was great. Very productive four days. Met a ton of people, ton of new contacts, ton of ideas. It was all around. Uh, it was definitely expense for us to be there and for us to go. But we feel, and even though the money is very tight with us, we, feel it was, we both feel it was very cost effective and brought a ton of ideas back and a ton of new networking people help us grow our business. Um, from there, Saturday night, we rolled up to New York City. Uh, we got there about 7 or so o'clock at night, and uh, we stayed about 3 in the morning, and we just rolled around, saw all the major sites. I'd been there when I was about 10, so it's been, I'm 22 right now, so it's been a long time ago, and Katie never been there. She's 19 right now. And so we took the Staten Island Ferry over to New York. Um, we checked out the Royal Trade Towers, uh, the monuments there, Tower 1, uh, went up to Grand Central Station. We took rode the subways around Lower Manhattan. Went up to Central Park. Checked out Times Square, and um, it was very interesting just to see the large town. We ended up we went to some random building, and uh, got lost and took some kind of wrong escalator. Made up in some type of jazz special dance club, and uh, surprisingly nobody kicked us out. But it was a very high end, uh, very beautiful people there. Um, They're definitely very sophisticated. Some kind of evening night dance jazz club in the back of some giant skyscraper. And it was uh, quite interesting. And we drove, left about three, passed out in a place just outside New York, just in a parking lot somewhere. And next morning, I drove to D.C. Spent all day in D.C. I left there about four in the afternoon and got back to Traverse City, northern Michigan, about four o'clock in the morning, about five o'clock, and went right back to work. So it's kind of, <clears throat> it was new for us as far as uh, a different kind of business trip. And on top of that, we rolled in two days, of, or day and a half or so, just pleasure, just some fun. Might as well uh, throughout that way enjoy it. So like I said, we we're talking about business trips. Um, Logan brought up the demo trip kind of detail in that. Uh, I just talked about something new that we've done in terms of going to Baltimore. Um, when we, we do them as a startup company, as a new company, we, uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I took Logan on the first one in early end of June to kind of get the ropes so he could go on. We felt comfortable sending him on his own afterward. And uh, I mean, do you want to describe that trip a little bit? Well, where did we start? We started started off and hung out with Jacob the first night. One had, of our salesmen. Yeah, one of our salesmen, one of the uh, other sales reps that we've got in the company. From there, we drove down, where was it, Kentucky first? So that was just all night of driving, drove down to Kentucky. Uh, got to see a little bit of Evansville, went to northern Kentucky and a little bit of Indiana, Drove all around, all around Indiana. That was a lot of fun. And probably coming back up into Cincinnati, Ohio, that was probably my favorite part of the trip, being able to go to that huge store that we went to. We sold what? Jungle Gyms. Jungle Gyms. We sold, I think it was 150 pints in three days, was it? It was It was incredible. Yeah, it was at least 150 pints. Um, I think it was 180. I think it was just shy of uh, of 30, or just shy of like 35 cases. It was quite a few pints, and yeah, that was that was an interesting couple of days. It was uh, it was a good time. Oh, without a doubt. Just there were points where we literally had lines of people waiting for just a sample, and then just handing out samples left and right, talking to people, almost standing up 
on top of a soapbox to be able to tell everybody what else was going on. <laughs> yeah, it can definitely get a little crazy. And, you know, even there, too, we, we try to roll ourselves a little bit of fun into it, too. Um, we had uh, not much really went on other than, like, down in the city. But, I mean, we, we took breaks here and there and checked out different sites along the road and had dinners from nice places uh, when, we, when we could. But like in Cincinnati, met, met some people and they took us out uh, this overlook over Cincinnati and ended up being like a gunfight nearby. And then we uh, kind of half snuck in to this park with the giant lake on it and took out some kayaks and went kayaking and watched the sunrise over the over the lake. And we were up till six in the morning, had to be back up at eight to go demo. But it was that was definitely the highlights of the trip. Just as a personal side note, as opposed to even closing more accounts and making sales and. I think that balance of incorporating some fun, not just being robotic about it all, and uh, just having some fun while we're, while we're making sales and working our tails off is makes it worth it. It's a highlight for me. Oh, without a doubt. And if you don't have at least a little bit of fun on a business trip, who's going to want to go on another one, right? Yeah, you know, not even just a business trip in general, but just building culture and everything else. I mean, if you're having fun at work, you know, if you don't, some days are going to be hard, whether you're on a business trip or whatever else. But if you're not having fun at the end of the day, I mean, why, why would you want to come to work? Why would you want to go on a business trip? I mean, what's the point? You know, why, why lets you short to want to do something, to do something you don't enjoy? Oh, without a doubt. And being able to build a team that we have at this point, really just, it feels like a family. A lot of the time, it just feels like a family. We give each other a hard time every once in a while, but we always know when to pump the brakes a little bit on that one. And we all know it's in good fun. Yeah, we, kind of, we bust each other's balls. But at the same time, said it's... You only you only get made fun of, only get a hard time, which is everybody if if they like you. So that we have a we have a good team, and it's uh there's definitely you gotta be cautious about going too far. But we have fun, you know, on the road again a little bit different dynamic. Where a lot of times we're alone, it's very rare we're with somebody else. We might meet up like Logan and I on his last trip. We met up in Detroit and had dinner with uh, Forrest, another one of our guys. But outside of that, for the most part, it's <clears throat> rather. Rather lonely in the sense that you're just uh, you're by yourself. I mean, you're meeting new people every day, but they're strangers. As you go back to certain areas, you say I have friends in other areas. Um, I know Logan has friends in Detroit. I think he has a couple of friends in Wisconsin he visits. It's an interesting thing where you're surrounded by other people all day trying to pitch product, but at the same time, you're not building a kind of personal connection. And um, it can, it, it's, it's rather fascinating. It's one of the things, being an introvert, that I personally enjoy about, about demo trips is a few days just kind of, uh, be in my own head and uh, be away from people if need be and uh, just talk to push myself force myself to talk to strangers and to just enjoy it in the stores i feel like you also learn a lot about yourself just being with nobody but yourself like you're completely surrounded by strangers during the day when you're handing out free samples but you get kind of used to that it's after you clock out for the day and you're trying to find something to do, whether it's just trying to find something to work on, trying to find um, something that you have an interest in in the town, that's one thing that definitely is one of the struggles, but also one of the most interesting parts of being on a business trip. What happens after you clock out for the day? Agreed. Agreed. And uh, one of my mentors, Jocko Willink, he talks about is this forum, this idea of detachment where you you have to, like what they call in the Navy SEALs, like when they go to shoot at a target, they all like stand like, like, like shoulder to shoulder, so they call it standing on line, so they don't actually shoot each other. And he talks about like taking a step offline, so like you take like one or two steps back in a situation, so you, what he calls detachment, and that way you can see things from a different view. Even though you're only two feet back from the rest of your guys, it's a totally different view. And being in town, doing uh, 
just going to the office every day to do the same tasks gets a little repetitive and it gets a little hard to come up with new ideas or to see that third party, that, that two foot back view. And so going on the road, you're all alone. You just your single focus is just moving product in the stores and then driving to the next store, the next location. A ton of alone time and it really, at least for me personally, I come up with so many ideas with the business and help just take a step back and calm down a little bit and detach and to help drive the business forward. And I feel like some of my best ideas, some of the best thoughts that we've come up with as a team, like via phone conference stuff when I've been on the road, when Logan's been on the road. And it's just kind of that forced detachment is one of my... You're definitely forced to think about just a little bit of everything. When you're on a six-hour drive, there's only so much you can do. At some point, you get tired of listening to the same five songs over and over again. Maybe you're listening to a podcast or two. Maybe you guys are listening to uh, us while you're on the road. But one thing that I've definitely noticed, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but every once in a while, I just need to turn the radio down and just think. And that's definitely been some of the times where I've been able to do a lot of self-reflection and push myself forward in the company as a whole. Agreed. Agreed. And special shout out to uh, Salty and Liv. Uh, if y'all are looking for some on-the-road tunes, White People Turn Up on Spotify is a Doughboys approved playlist. That, oh, without a doubt. That playlist is fire. Yep, yep. I remember uh, one night we were work all working in the kitchen and just they decided they looked at each other, decided to turn it on without telling any of us what it actually what the actual channel was called. Just three quarters of the team just fucking going at it the whole time that we were playing it. And at the end of it, well, I'd say probably about halfway through, they told us the name of it, of the Spotify playlist, and we just all busted out laughing. Yeah, and we get a lot of topic there, just in the, in the sense of the playlist, and that's totally my fault. But no, it's, um, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Well, see, let's say you listen to podcasts. Hmm. What kind of podcasts you listen to? Well, in the last couple months, what I've really found myself listening to quite a bit is the MFCEO project. I feel like this will probably take a little bit um, of, shall we say, uh, inspiration from that podcast. Agreed. And I've listened to, I'd say, 90% of that podcast in total at this point. I've got like maybe 10, 15 episodes left that I haven't listened to. And I've just been marathoning them. There are days where I'll listen to 10 of them in a single day, in a single sitting even, which just is crazy to think about since some of them can range from five minutes in length to hour and a half, two hours, which just is crazy to me to think about. But it just feels like it flows really naturally, and they know what they're talking about, no doubt about that. So the host of that show is named Andy Frisella, and he's built from the ground up a very successful supplement empire out of St. Louis. Uh, like, what, what is it that draws you to MSC? Like, what do you like about that, those podcasts? Well, the fact that it's just no-nonsense, while at the same time, they're, they're not trying to dance around what they think about. And overall, it just shows them being very direct on the things that you need to be able to do to accomplish the goals that you have. That I really can respect, and that's kind of what draws me to them. They make a lot of sense when they're talking, and I've been able to apply a lot of things that they've talked about in my sales pitches, in just the way I act around people in general. It's definitely changed the way I think. 
And if you had, I don't mean podcast listen to, and for the folks know that we're not used to going off really a script. Um, so we haven't really discussed this prior. I mean, what other podcasts, if you could pick two more to listen to, if you recommend other people, what would you choose? Well, um, if you're looking for something kind of off topic would be, um, other people's lives by Joe Santagato. He basically calls people with random, uh, well, he obviously screens them beforehand, but goes in, looks at ads on Craigslist when he first started off and just found very interesting things about people and dives in a little bit deeper on what it's all about. Say, just somebody's really interested in one specific thing, he'll, and it's a little out there, he'll dive into what they're talking about and just kind of get what's going on in their head. Then another one that I listen to um, is Gary V's podcast is another good one. Gary so. V-E-E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? The two podcasts, I'm sure most of you guys listen to me, listen to our podcast right now, they come out typically on some type of schedule. Well, they don't, but they come out regular, relatively often. The the three that I listen to and I drop everything else, if I see come out, and there's a ton I listen to, but the three I listen to to drop everything else is the Jocko podcast, the Jocko Willink, the Aubrey Marcus podcast, Aubrey Marcus. Uh, he's the CEO, founder of Onnit, O-N-N-I-T-T, a supplement company, and then uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. And those three, um, I've, both Jocko and Aubrey are kind of, in essence, like a, the warrior poet type, where it's Jocko is probably 80% warrior and 20% poet, where Aunt Aubrey is probably... 80% poet and 20% warrior, but they both discuss, it's, they, they, they discuss in some sense spirituality, again, much more on the Aubrey side with, with the, the poetic, with, with the softer things. Um, Jocko discusses war quite often. He was in, he was deployed overseas a few times in some pretty crazy spots and has some incredible stories. Um, he, Jocko always typically is either interviewing a veteran from, say, the Vietnam War, like some very heavy action, or a wounded veteran from the Iraq War, something like that, somebody of just insurmountable odds. Uh, his last podcast was with the guy who lost both of his legs and then proceeded to uh, to run a triathlon. Um, he's run, he completed an Olympic Olympic rowing, and then he's currently uh, about to start do running 31 marathons in 31 days with two, with two amputated legs. So, I mean, incredible people like that. Aubrey Marcus, um, he, he delves very heavily into spirituality and just into uh, the thought consciousness and trying to just improve yourself on a, on a very, I don't even know how to quite describe him. It's, he's very, very poetic. Uh, his thoughts are very just genuine and just is a very, comes out of a very charismatic, very, very soft approach dude. And I'm a huge history nerd. And Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, a long form podcast, usually between four and a half and six hours. And they come out two to three times a year. And right now he's on, uh, he actually just finished up Persian Empire, three, three series, part about 18 hours in the Persian Empire. And I don't know what his next podcast is supposed to be. But uh, those are the three I listen to regularly. On top of that, uh, you all probably have heard of or know about Tim Ferriss. Uh, the Tim Ferriss podcast is one of the first I listen to. Uh, I listen to quite a few clips and short episodes from, of Joe Rogan's podcast. And uh, the MFCEO project as well, uh, Andy Frisella's. Okay. Yeah, definitely quite a wide range going there. And I think that that's one reason why we work well together. Just we've got 
some different views on a lot of things, but we have a lot of knowledge in a lot of different areas. And for example, some of the jobs that I've worked, uh, when I was younger, I used to work as a certified snowboard instructor and did that for four years in total. Had a lot of fun with that, just being able to learn how to talk to people, work with people. At the same time, was also working as a server, worked as a bartender for a little while. Um, I've worked as a host. I've worked in a lot of different restaurants. So I've always been kind of front of the house kind of guy. So jumping into sales was kind of a natural step. Started working at a eyeglasses store in the local mall. And I don't know if you guys have ever worked in a mall, but I found it kind of draining myself. But after working there for about six months, I was also working as a snowboard instructor and actually was talking to the other founder of Big Dipper, Dan, went to college with him for a little while and he was looking for guys in the kitchen. It's coming up to the end of the snowboarding season. I said that I was interested in uh, doing some sales with him. So as soon as the season ended, started working for Big Dipper. Start off in the kitchen, same as the rest of our guys. From there, maybe about a month and a half later, started doing demos with, uh, who was it? Devin was the guy that first took me out on a demo and did probably two demos with him before I started going out and doing demos on my own. Maybe a month and a half later, started doing, setting up demos for other people. Shortly after that, became the demo manager for the company. And the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. Yeah, definitely hadn't have had a lot of fun on these uh, business trips, and I think just to kind of reel it back into what we were originally going to talk about, um, let's just talk for a second on kind of the costs of business trip and just what you find to be the biggest costs in doing a business trip are versus the biggest pluses on it. Uh, I mean, the cost of sending the guys out, you know, I do it myself or Daniel does them. Uh, we, know we don't make anything personally, so there's no labor costs. Um, again, if we're doing it ourselves, we don't have to comp ourselves for any kind of vehicle wear. But we obviously have to tack that in because vehicles have to get oils changed, things like that. Um, but really, it's just gas and then food. You know, we sleep in our vans uh, to try just to keep things as cheap as possible, as I know Logan does. And, um, yeah, I mean, when you send Logan and Jacob and those guys out, we got to pay labor and got to, you know, obviously comp them for the use of their ve their vehicles. They're taking a car, got to pay for gas, and um, they got to comp for drive time and things too. So it's a little bit different. Obviously, it's not scalable for him and Dan and myself to do them. Dan being my business partner, uh, long term, we can't do them. But uh, in this stage in the game, we still try to as quite as heavily as possible. And uh, just sleeping in the car, eating as cheap as possible, making it work. Oh, without a doubt. And I think that kind of my car definitely helps out just I know you, a lot of you guys are probably going to make fun of me on this one but uh, I actually drive a Prius and so helps out a little bit with gas surprisingly roomy in there I actually was able to I'm a six foot plus guy I was able to put out a full sleeping bag in the back it's a hatchback so I can put down the back seats have a pretty good sized cooler in the back as well to be able to keep the do, the dough cold so that's probably two by four foot cooler by probably about two and a half feet tall something like that and then i'm just laying next to that finding places to park overnight and just trying to make sure to be as safe as possible about that a lot of the time i'll go in work out at plant fitness talk to the guys working at the front desk let them know that i'm going to be sleeping out in the um <laughs> in the parking lot make sure that they think that's a good idea 
And after that, what I'll do is I'll go crash, maybe put some stuff on the windows to kind of block out some of the light and park almost directly under a street light if possible. Because I remember this first, one of the first times I went out and parked in a, the parking lot of Plant Fitness, I was back towards the back. It was almost completely dark. And I have, I had been driving for about four hours at that point. I park, get all crawled up, curled up in the back in my sleeping bag, fall asleep for about half an hour. And I have two police officers come and knock on my window, do a full sobriety test on me and make sure that I was completely sober and everything was okay. And had me get out. I was just in nothing but my pajama pants and a like little t-shirt, I think it was. Like, I think it was a Michigan State t-shirt at the time. And just do a full sobriety test on me. They go and make sure that everything's okay, that they don't mind inside, and they end up just driving away at the end. You got to keep it exciting, right? Oh, without a doubt. You got to keep it exciting. Yeah, we have some pretty pretty crazy adventures on our trips. Um, <clears throat> again, this isn't rehearsed or anything. So we're talking as well, but do you feel that there's anything else we should discuss tonight? I don't want to make it run on too long, but I feel like we've, we've hit most of the major points on business trips. Like I'm sure we'll personally revisit it in the future, uh, if you listen to the first podcast, if you don't listen to this, sound terrible, and uh, they slowly improve over time. So, uh, episode 100 or so it will definitely sound a lot better than episode two. And um, yeah, so certainly don't want to make them run on too long. Uh, if you feel like there's anything else we need to discuss, I'm more than happy to. But I want to try to keep them as short and concise as as necessary. I feel. Yeah, I'd say that's that's probably about <clears throat> a good, about good for today. So, signing off for today. I'm Logan Marr, and I'm Austin Grozier. Hope you guys have a great day.